My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once, with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Episode 29 of This Is Us 2 is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. Now you can search the hashtag MinuteWithMary, and if you're listening to this in August or September of 2018, I highly recommend that you do search hashtag MinuteWithMary on Facebook because I'm going to be having a Fall Beauty Basics event in my Marvelous VIP group. It's free. It's fun. I'm going to share tips on how to choose the best colors for your eyes, how to rock some of Fall's best trends, and help you feel more confident with color. So once again, search the hashtag Minute with Mary on Facebook. I'd love to connect. But that, you know how you felt at Howard when you thought I hesitated because you're white? How you were kind of mad about it but couldn't exactly say why? I feel like that all the time. Not from you guys, but you know, from everybody else. Since I was little. I mean, not that that's your fault. Oh, Randall, come on. Come on, I. I get it. I just, I just feel like I'm always gonna feel this way. I like math, but. Just off balance. Everything's just going to be a little bit more complicated for me. From Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and I am extremely happy to report, extremely happy to report, no freaking spiders in the studio. No more spiders. For, for this episode. No more spiders. Thank <laughs> for those, goodness. For those of you who were listening to the last episode, or did not hear it, rather, I had a massive spider hanging like an inch above my head. And, and that's Blake's biggest fear. And spiders, I, I, I have a legitimate arachnophobia type deal. And it's just absolutely terrifying. Well, absolutely terrifying. I saved the day. You did save the day. Don't I, worry. I, I did make my Dinner wife fash. kill <laughs> kill that spider. Freaking thing was the size of a golf ball. It was, it was bigger, bigger than that. But you know, one of the experiences I had in my life was actually a big experience. And you know, this this story was actually going to relate to to this episode tangentially. I could have gone through a whole bunch of different um, college visiting ideas and talks with my dad and and i i really can't relate to foster children it's i I, i've never experienced that in my life but the one thing i did experience in my life that was like a big eye opener was the first time i ever heard the song all things must pass 
And this was the song that was playing over the montage at the end of this episode. Oh. And it's written and performed by George Harrison of the Beatles. And it's one of the most beautiful songs ever written. Like, there's no, there's not a question about it. Like, you thought I was like intense on Landslide. All things must pass. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. And it reminds me of when I first heard it. I was in, I was a freshman in high school and I was in my buddy Dustin's, uh, uh, like house and he had like a garage and there used to be like this pool slat like uh like pool table and slash like music room because his dad was a big musician okay and, and he's a big musician and they had a whole big sound system and we we used to partake in some um greenery some uh, herbs some herbs uh some greenery i was um, the goody two shoe i didn't take i didn't play with herbs no you, no you didn't Nerd! you but, however but i did yep and uh my, I, I had just gotten into the Beatles like very heavily in seventh grade. So this was about two years later. And I had gone through all the Beatles catalog and I've done everything. And my buddy Dustin, who's again, again whose dad was, was a very big musician, was in all really cool kinds of music. He's like, dude, you need to hear this. And like, you know, like when you're a little kid or like when you're like, you're, when you're growing up and like somebody passes you a CD mm-hmm. and you're like, and they're just like, just just listen. And you hear something that just connects with you and you just can't stop listening to it. You, you It just blows your brain away. Yep. Dustin had the vinyl of this, of All Things Must Pass, the the record, you know, like the, the album for George Harrison, the, the single, right? Well, the, the single album, his, his single career. And we put that album on and we just sat there partaking in some greenery for about for about two and a half hours and we just looked at each other like whoa i can't believe this so when every anytime i ever uh, I, I ever hear all things must pass i always think of that 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 kind of friendship and that kind of thing that when you feel like you're a little like when you feel like you're a kid and you're you're given something that just Opens up your world and 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 makes your life a little bit more textured, a little bit more detailed, and all things must pass is certainly that for me. <laughs> all right, let's told, get into. Just told a weed story on a podcast. You did. You did. I'm going to let that sit for a second. So, uh, why don't you tell us some of the details about this episode? This one is entitled Number Three. This is the third and final portion of the mini trilogy within This Is Us for the uh, first half. This is actually where uh, the mid season break happened uh, for This Is Us. So, episode 10 is when it happened. This was the final little bit of that and of course it's named after randall who was the third child uh that was added to the pearson family and it follows him in that way and also too by the way it follows deja who just happens to be the third child in the other pearson family that is randall's family yes so just think about it like that too the director again was Ken Olin. Perfect. Killing it as always. And the writer was uh, one of the writers on number two, which is Shukri Tillman. And again, I have to play this. Bam! Just like that. A winner! Because I was right. 
I was right. And I've been right on a number of different things. And this episode proves it that it was going to be the same director and the same writers for each episode. It's because I'm awesome. That's why. Yes. Sure. <laughs> Go for that. All right. So now that we know that you're awesome, let's talk about the lemonade rating. What do you give this episode? I'm giving it a four eight. Okay. I'm on same the same. As, yeah. I'm on the same as the last episode. Um, because it was a mid season finale, I really felt like this episode showed showed a lot of maturity in its writing. Um, and for a lot of different reasons, but it was all undone by the stupid freaking ending. Uh, I hated the ending of this episode. And that's what took it down a notch for me. But what brought it back up for me was the fact that all things must pass is is used as a montage. I got to give this as us credit. Oof, boy. They are killing it with their musical choices. Uh, what about you, my darling? What's your lemonade? I'm giving rating? it a 4.9. I enjoyed this episode. I um, a lot of things moved and a lot of things came together. You know that now that this is the the final conclusion of these three. Mm-hmm. This little trilogy. Um, I really enjoyed this trilogy of episodes. So it's time for the GBG. What do you got? The good, the bad, great. My good for this episode was William on Thanksgiving telling Randall about how he visited the house mm-hmm. when they were little kids and how he spent his $20, all of his $20 to take the taxi to get to the house, how he had followed Rebecca, how all he wanted to do was see Randall and be part of his life and the montage that they had nah. of William talking about you know, being there for all your major life events, just being a little bit of a part of your family. And seeing him there at Christmas, at graduations, all the things he could have been. Mm-hmm. And for him to have made the decision to to leave. I mean, it was just beautiful. My bad was uh, Kevin in the car, you know, obviously under the influence and Tess in there. And my it's my bad because it just mirrors Jack so much. Oh, you know, Jack one. was drunk driving. Um, you know, in a, a previous season, and we had so much concern that the episode left, and we were like, "Oh God, this is like you know they're pulling our strings. Like, is mm-hmm. he going to get into an accident? Is sure. he not?" Luckily, this all ended within this act, this this episode, so we didn't have to worry about Kevin driving drunk mm-hmm. and, and the episode ending. You know, we know that he gets pulled over. Thankfully, he doesn't get into an accident, but it just upsets me because he really is just so deep and so dark, and it's mirroring Jack, and I'm just. Hoping, hoping that this doesn't mean that Kevin dies young. Excellent job. Um, and then my great is College with Randall. Can we all just be a fly <laughs> on the wall once again, seeing Randall's sheer joy as he's this precious little nerd walking around that campus with a five-year-old haircut style because he lives with a white family in white <laughs> suburbs and he does not really, really grasp the Nordis's family, unless he really likes to rock that style. But I loved how they had that little piece in and how just at home and at peace he was. Um it was really a special thing to be able to see. All right, so how about you? What was your GBG? The good for me was the fact that Randall and Beth did not take legal action against Shauna, Deja's mother. And, you know, the writers for This Is Us, they brought it right to that line. Yep. They brought it right to that line. And I will admit, I understood why they were doing it. I was uncomfortable with it mm-hmm. uh, because that's her birth mother. And, and they think that they're doing it for... Deja's good, um, but you know I I don't know and 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 the maturity part of this episode what I'm talking about is is eventually Deja uh, saying it's okay I'm gonna I'm gonna leave but that doesn't mean I don't want to be here yeah I'm just gonna be with my mom like yes. and she does it in other ways too but um, I just I feel like 
I really liked it because they could have gone one way, they didn't, and it just adds one more thing to why Beth and Randall are freaking awesome. They're an amazing couple. And why no doubt. why they're they are easily the most fleshed out characters on this show. Without question. Can they foster parent me? <laughs> <laughs> Just show up with your bag. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. With, I know there's room. With Reese in tow. <laughs> <laughs> Just stock up on all the food. The bad for me was uh, all the tacos. Um, the bad for me was uh, the the freaking Banana Land, Planet Zippy ending. I, I hated it. Uh, it felt like faux drama again. Uh, when it comes to, I, I, I actually appreciate it much more now that you said it in context with how it mirrors Jack and everything, mm-hmm. but I still feel like it was faux drama and it just, I adds... feel like he needed to hit rock bottom and nobody was hearing him. Nobody was seeing it in him. Right. Um, and that he needed this. I'm just glad he didn't have to die or get into a car accident. I kind of would have liked too. it better if he did get in a car accident, not one that like would have hurt him or maimed him or anything, but just like a wake up call. He still could get the DUI. And having Tess in the car is like a cheap move, dude. Well, That's I a actually cheap think move. that this is going to be interesting to see how it plays out in their relationship between Kevin and Randall. So is Randall going to forgive his brother and realize that he's having abuse issues? Or is Randall now going to have a major divide against his brother yep. for driving? Now, granted, Kevin did not know that Tess was there. But is, you know, like Randall is just starting to make up with his mom. He mm-hmm. had a major crash with his mom. Uh, he just, he just be friended Kevin they finally have had something and now this happens so I'm actually looking at it at a perspective of like what's going to happen with this relationship moving forward yep right um, so my great was uh, the conversation between Jack and and teenage Randall and I, I kind of want to give a shout out to all the teenage actors throughout this little trilogy here um, they've all been perfect they really uh, have. perfect representations of what I would imagine teenage Kevin and Kate and Randall to be mm-hmm. um, and especially the kid who plays teenage Randall uh, just just phenomenal stuff and the reason why I like this conversation so much is because like the conversation Kate had with Rebecca in the current timeline and number two this conversation just shows you honesty just complete and utter honesty between a father and yep. a son. It wasn't something that was angry. It wasn't something that was set out of spite or hurt. It was just uncomfortable. And it made it real for Jack. The uncomfortable feeling of him being at Howard is the same exact way that Randall felt throughout his entire life. And now Jack finally has some perspective on that. And that is a huge step in their relationship. And the way that it was shot and everything, it was was a good, genuine conversation. It's not because you're white. It's because you're old. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I'm not that old. (laughs) He's like, yeah, yeah, you are. And uh, I, I want to call out here All Things Must Pass. And I know I've talked about this a lot in this episode, but it's important because, again, it's one of the most beautiful songs ever written. But I really, really appreciate the subtext of this song, but also the actual text of this song. And the lyrics are, sunrise doesn't last all morning. A cloud burst doesn't last all day. It seems my love is up and has left you with no warning. It's not always going to be this gray. Mm. All things must pass. All things must pass away. 
And sunset doesn't last all evening. A mind can blow those clouds away. After all this, my love is up and must be leaving. It's not always going to be this gray. So I must be on my way and face another day. Now the darkness only stays at nighttime. In the morning it will fade away. And daylight is good at arriving at the right time. It's not always going to be this gray. And when you play that over the montage of Randall talking to to Jack and and sitting at the Capitol and seeing the Vietnam Memorial and and with the with his his reflection being as he's touching and you know he's probably touching his brother's name oh, and yes. and the whole thing how it lends itself to not only Jack and the grayness and having to find himself and find his purpose and 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 be a part of his own life after being lost in Vietnam and trying to impart that on on to Randall. But also the subtext of Jack's death and how Randall's going to handle mm-hmm. that and with the whole family. Oh. I mean, think about it. Jack is going to die most likely before these kids go to college, sure. before they graduate high school, before they get to do all those things. And there's looking at that that flash, that idea that William had about being there for all those moments, those Big, big milestones in kids' lives, and Jack wasn't there either mm-hmm. for some of them that William was able to imagine. Right. Ugh, heartbreaking. And building off of that, it's you know, uh, it's talking in, in the, the lyrics here are saying, you know, I must be on my way to face another day. You know, after my love is up and I must be leaving, it's not always going to be this gray. And I feel like that plays into the to the theme of uh, not only this episode but this mini trilogy. On the whole, which is what makes you you? What what formulates you as a person? And mm. and you find that I mean, of course, this is us. I think is is an exercise in that, right? I think that's the macro theme here. What is you? How do you define you? Because this is us. But I think it really specifically relates to this episode because Deja. Is she that way because her mom? Is she that way because of circumstances? Is Randall and Beth, are they the right choice for her because they're wealthy, right? Uh, what? Who is Deja? Why is Deja the way that she is? And it also goes the same thing for teenage Randall. Is Harvard the right choice for Randall? Or is being black more important than going to Harvard? Is being black the reason why he wants to go to Howard? Is discovering his blackness more important than going to an Ivy League school. What makes you, you? Right? Yes. Deja calling Randall my foster dad. Oh, and Melt what, my heart. Again, Finding what, her spot. What makes you, you? Is Randall her dad? Mm-hmm. Is he just a foster dad? What is that relationship like? How do you define that? Melted my heart, too. Oh, so good. Just <laughs> so, incredible stuff. I know that you're giving Kevin a lot of flack about the driving and how that all went down. Yes. I'm actually not on the hating bus for it. I'm not. I just feel like Kevin has been crying for help and nobody has seen it. And I'm upset that nobody's seen it. But everybody's had a lot of stuff going on. I mean, think about it. Randall and Kate have just lost a child in one way, shape, or form. Sure. They've just lost it in the same time frame. And so Kevin feels stupid 
you know, begging for help. Kevin feels silly asking for help. So, you know, when Randall right. says, oh, when it rains, and Kevin says, it feels like it's pouring. Mm-hmm. You know, he has had so many cries for help. He has lost his woman. He's done all this. So I'm nervous about Kevin. I really am. I'm not seeing it as like a stupid thing. And the other thing I need to point out is Tess. I am so nervous about Tess. How come? Tess is all sorts of messed up. Oh, okay. Think about it. First, she gets a grandpa out of nowhere. Okay, first she deals with Mickey, who like, oh, he's he's. we're going to call him grandpa. Y'all been sleeping on my boy Miguel. But he's not your real grandpa. Your real grandpa's <laughs> dead. Oh, and then look, here's a new grandpa. This is like actually your birth grandpa. He's dying of cancer and he's going to live here and you're going to have to share a room with your sister. Up oh, And guess what? Here's some random fat guy that you don't know and he has a heart attack and breaks your table. <laughs> that's really cool. That's, that's totally normal for a kid. Up oh, then your new grandpa <gasps> dies and too bad you were best friends with him. That was really awesome. Okay, you know what? But it's all right. You've got this great uncle who's famous. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Hammond. Oh, and you know, in the meantime, too, your parents think that it'd be a great idea to get a foster sister that you can't fully understand. Yep. And she leaves, too. Tess needs therapy. <laughs> Okay, her sitting in the backseat of the car saying, you know, whatever she says, like, I hate my family or I hate being in that house. Right. That is not some stupid writing. That is brilliant writing, understanding that these poor kids are tr- are soaking in all of this. They are soaking in all of the energy. They are witnessing all of this. And we can't forget that children see all the things that are going on in our lives. Sure. And I am happy that they did this because and I'm and I'll be even more happy if we continue to see these repercussions. Tess is about to get pretty dang angry. <laughs> what? I have a hot take about Tess, by the way, but I'm going to save it till the end. It's a professional tease. Okay. A total professional tease. Okay. But I do see where you're coming from this uh, about Tess. And, you know, a lot of the times, I think as viewers, we get caught up in Randall and we Beth. We believe Randall. We believe Randall and Beth, what they're saying, like, our perfect home, our perfect home. First and foremost, how are you paying for that home? Randall's not working. And I don't know. <laughs> well, if she's Beth's, working. Off her paychecks bringing in that kind of money. I mean, who knows? Who knows? But still, they keep saying, our perfect home, our perfect home, our perfect home. You've had some weird stuff happen. Right. Okay? And then and Tess got to see Randall totally flip out on Grandma. <laughs> you knew I had my dad all along? Okay, this house, <laughs> this house needs some saging. They need to burn some sage in this all house. All the incense. All the incense, all the oils. It's paranormal activity. Like, I'm happy that Beth and Randall want to foster again, but part of me is like, Y'all need some ice cream and just a bit of chill. Like, <laughs> you just need a little time out. Eat, eat your hot dogs and cheese and, and saltines and just chill for a little bit. <laughs> you know, last episode we talked about um, the this little trilogy and, and on a macro level, you know, t- looking at it from high above in the clouds and how it all follows one path as a story. And by the way, I, I think I have to say again that. Uh, Bam! Okay, you know what? I need to take the, that darn button away from you. I think you I, hit it now I think for yourself I was three right. times. I think I was right because I said that it was going to follow a much larger story that Randall would end up, would start being happy and would start, yeah, yes, it would start being happy and then end in kind of uh, in, Just in, don't hit that button an issue. I, I won't hit it again tonight, I promise. Um, you get like one per show. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I like how the story built on itself in that you are right, my darling, Randall and Kate are in just completely 
they, they are total separate uh, places in their lives, right? And Kate is actually giving birth to a baby. But thematically, it works because they both have children in some form or fashion, and they both lose children, but they both, in the end, decide... We're going to do it again. Well, I think Randall and Beth need to like hold on tight spider monkeys and just talk to Tess for a little bit. That's just my personal opinion. <laughs> She's lost a lot of people this year. Hey, <sighs> speaking of Tess, what did you think about the William flashback? I wanted to get your opinion on this. Because, you know, they've been using uh, Ron Cephas Jones in, in very strategic ways. Mm-hmm. And I... I know you liked it, but do you think it was the right choice? Do you think it added to his story? Or do you think it was like a how I felt kind of about Toby? It was like a diversion for a little bit. No, no? I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it? Yeah. 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 I think- added a nice like nougat center to this episode <laughs> for me. I enjoyed it quite a lot. Right. I just, uh, part of me wishes that he didn't follow Rebecca. Oh, no. No, no this you don't is a think passionate, so? This is a passionate soul. A passionate soul who would spend his tw- last $20. Lord, all I kept thinking was how long it's going to take him to walk back. Oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't and even think about that. how long it took him to walk back. That he made that decision not to knock on the door, not to say hi, not to introduce himself to his son, and then he had to walk back $20 worth of a taxi. Yep, yep. Oh. oh my gosh! I I did. I loved that nougat center. I <laughs> I will say, finally, the Deja storyline finally turned for me. I was sad to see Deja go. Um, I have not been the biggest fan of of this storyline, but as I talked about earlier in this episode, uh, the maturity level that the writers show for Deja is, is, is pretty good here because she comes out and she's saying to her mother, who is all up in Beth's grill, by the way, and Beth was, was going to throw down big time. Um, Deja just comes out and says, mom, relax. We have to do this the right way. We have to figure it out. So get back in your car, go home and we'll take care of it. And then even when she does leave, she makes sure that she prepares the family. She talks to both Beth and the kids, but really shows the most maturity when she's talking to Randall because I think she knows Randall's going to have the hardest time with it and says, it's okay. I'm going home because it's my mom. And by the way, I was right, I was right about this one. Too. I, won't play, I won't hit the button, but I was right about it. Deja is leaving the story. Um, but she says, I'm going home, but that doesn't mean I don't want to be here i'm gonna get some deja back (laughs) i'm getting deja back all right let's close out the episode okay my darling then we'll close it out what do you have for if you have any final thoughts not only for this episode but this little mini trilogy that we've been discussing over the past number of episodes just that we need to give grace to all three of the big three I'm happy that even though randall's relationship with his mom has been a little rocky that it's getting better with kate I'm nervous about Kevin. I hope that everyone just kind of clings together in their times of sadness. This is me and my little perfect world. I'm just hoping (laughs) that everybody is going to hug, that they don't introduce any new characters for just a little while, because everybody just needs to hunker down for a little bit. Yeah, do you think that the the little boy that they showed at the very, very end of the episode is going to come into the Pearson family? No. No, I don't think so either. I don't don't know what that was. 
Well, remember but, they said, oh, maybe we'll have a boy. And she was like, yeah, a boy? Okay, sure. And then they showed the yeah. little kid at the end with the social worker being like, we're going to find you a great home. But I feel like the lighting in that scene was different. And I feel like, once again, the show doesn't show us something if it's not important. So ah, I don't know. That's a good hot take. Thanks. That's a good hot take. I right just there. feel like it looked different and I didn't know what was going on, but I was like, this doesn't make sense because it's coming back. That's a good hot take. I like that. That's a good misdirection from the writers if that's the case. <laughs> Damn, that was good. You've been bringing it for the past number of episodes, kid. Oh my gosh, thanks. You've been bringing it. Uh, final thoughts for me. I do me. pick up on things. <laughs> final thoughts for me. I, uh, you know, when, when, um, uh, Jack was talking to Randall about like, okay, well, what about Harvard? All I could think about was was Jess in Gilmore Girls being like, why did you drop out of Yale? <laughs> Uh, and uh, you know I think Milo has made like this like little niche job out of being like <laughs> what the hell dude what, Ivy school yes yes <laughs> and um, I, I think uh, also too when you look at the thing like, as you look again at, at this little mini trilogy within this season you see all of the things that are happening all at once for both Rebecca and Jack both of them are dealing with their children on multiple levels, all happening at once, whether it's Kevin's college visits, his injury, Kate applying to Berkeley and, and not telling her mother, uh, or or Jack having to reassure Kevin or go to college with Randall. This is all transpiring within like the same day. a day or two. The same day. Can you imagine that? Like that is a lot. And I, I have to give them credit. Uh, for how they've written this and how they've given perspectives on on each of the things. And I think leaving this first half the way that they did with these three episodes, I think it was a good choice. I concur. I think it was a good choice. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go with that. Any any um no puzzle watch 2018. Just watch your fuse box. Just watch the fuse box or the breaker box. Uh, and your hot take, my darling. I already uh, gave it. Well, do you have any other hot takes or is no. that? Okay. So you don't know about the boy. <laughs> it could be something. It's, you think it's a misdirection. Oh, by the way, I didn't play the. Uh... Dun, dun. So, so you think the little kid's misdirection. That's your hot take. Yes. I don't know what's going on, but I don't think that that boy is coming over to the Pearson's house. And it's certainly not Randall, obviously. So Yeah, correct. I I don't really know what's going on, but it just didn't... I saw that as a dot, dot, dot. We'll see this again. Okay. I'm I'm with you on that one. I'll co-sign. I don't know if he's going to be going to Toby and Kate. Maybe they'll adopt. Oh, that's a good one, too. I don't know what's going on in that room, but something was going on that we're going to But if I in. co-sign on that, then then my other hot take from the last episode, <laughs> that they're going to be pregnant <laughs> the day before their wedding, I, I'm going to... I don't know. That's going to put me down. That, that will make me take-cornered. I'm a little take-cornered at this point. I just feel like if... If Randall gets the boy that he's always been talking about, it would just be like this perfect little bow. And This Is Us um, doesn't always give us perfect bows. They give us like shoelaces that you got to figure out how to tie. (laughs) All right. My hot take is I wonder if Tess being in the car actually really does have a purpose, not just for the sake of having Tess be angry, but it has a purpose for the plot. And my guess is that maybe it could prevent Randall and Beth from being foster parents in the future 
because child endangerment child endangerment and maybe yeah. maybe that kid will be potentially brought to Randall and Beth but either one they turn it down or two they'll be prevented from taking that kid so that is my hot take uh, of the week and I think I'm gonna have something a little special to close out okay. this episode because damn it Darn it. Sorry. Goodness. Dar- darn it. My just goodness. goodness gracious. My goodness gracious. I might as well just play it. Okay. Ladies and gents, we are at the mid-season finale, even though we're watching it like after the show's already been done. But if you've been watching along, thank you so much. And if you've just been listening to this episode, thank you as well. Blake and I are excited to be rocking and rolling in the home stretch. And we want to give a huge shout out to those of you who have taken the time to write a review in iTunes. You can do it on your phone. You can do it from your laptop or your computer. And AL1208 wrote, I've been a fan of Mary and Blake via Outlander cast and have been a fan of This Is Us since the beginning. I'm so glad they picked this show to cast about. I actually like that they started after the fact. It's fun to listen to them knowing where the show goes when they don't. I also love how personal they get in this cast in particular. Better and better each episode. I'm glad they feel as connected to the show as I do. I wonder wonder if she appreciated my weed story today. Oh, goodness. I hope no children were listening. That's always my fear. I'm always so nervous about children listening. Sorry if there were kids listening. That's why I said greenery. Um, One of the things I I do want to impress upon you guys as listeners is that, yes, we are finally at the, well, more than halfway midpoint of season two of This Is Us. But when we get to season three, we are hoping to do what we always do, which is include your feedback. We've been trying to try to, you know, get through these episodes as fast as we can. But, you know, maybe send in a couple of things. We'll use your feedback in the episode. Please make sure to engage with us so we can get you on the show as well. For now, I'm Mary. My name's Blake. And this is Us Too. Darkness only stays at night time In the morning it will fade away Daylight is good at arriving at the right time It's not all